If you have been struggling with weight loss and your hair shedding is becoming a chronic problem, this episode is for you. Join us today as we hear Adrienne's 25-year journey with weight loss, medications, and her acute hair loss. Hello, thank you for listening to Thyroid Hair Loss Connection Podcast, a science-based, honest, candid conversation about how your thyroid affects your hair. You will learn practical solutions to hair growth, healing your thyroid, and balancing hormones with holistic nutrition approach and the latest treatments. Your hosts, me, Natalia Sanzo, a registered dietitian, aka Nashville Thyroid Expert, and Kimberly Vaughn, a board-certified trichologist, hair loss specialist, and coach. To stay up to date on the latest topics, make sure to subscribe to our channel. We also cannot do this without you. Send us a question to the link below and tune in each week for the answers. Now, let's head to the show. In May 2022, Mayo Clinic notes there are a number of factors causing increased risk of hair loss. These include significant weight loss, poor nutrition, a family history of balding on your mother's yes and your father's side, age, certain medical conditions such as diabetes, lupus, other autoimmune conditions, as well as stress. Wow, Natalia, today I'm so excited to be here. We are joined by a phenomenal guest. Beautiful Adrian is a mature mother of a three-year-old son, a wife, who also holds down a very demanding full-time career who is experiencing five of those top noted factors out of six of them from Mayo Clinic on this list. So I just am excited to hear about Adrian's journey. And I think the listeners will really gain tremendous knowledge and hear from her experience of the last 25 years trying to deal with weight loss, trying to deal with hereditary issues regarding the weight loss, trying to deal with um, high blood pressure and just the stressors of everyday life. And then on top of everything, she's just started a new weight loss medication, semaglutide, which has caused some more aggressive acute hair loss. Adrian, thanks so much for joining us today. We're so excited to have you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're going to turn it over to you at this point and let you share a little bit of your hair loss journey with us because I know you've been dealing with this for a long time and I know that you've been dealing with your weight loss issues for much, much longer. Right. Um, I have been heavy since I was a little girl. Um, most of my family is heavy as well. Uh been on diets probably since on and off since the second grade. Um, I have tried everything from exercising to uh, keto to paleo to uh, commercial weight loss programs to all the the gimmicky diets over the years. And you know I may lose a little weight here and a little lose little weight there, but it never have found anything that just would get it off, get the weight off, and keep it off. Um, I have a little boy. I have a job that I love. Um, found out last summer that on, along with my weight, uh, I have high, high blood pressure. 
Um, Adrian, I'm going to stop you right there. How did you find out that you had high blood pressure and did that just start? So I had it several years ago, just for a, a brief, maybe a, a several months um, that was job related at the time. And then I uh, had some changes in career and the blood, the high blood pressure went away. It's been fine for years. I had COVID about a year ago um, and they, they noted that my blood pressure was a little high when I went in for my COVID test, but I also, they said, well, that could be because you're taking some antihistamines and you're uh, uh, stuffy and, you know, your head is stuffy. So those can cause you to have high blood pressure as well. So didn't think anything of it. Um, started having headaches in the summer and just randomly uh, something a family member mentioned, I checked my blood pressure and it was really high. Mm. Um kept an eye on it and ended up that it was consistently high and it was very high. So I started taking high blood pressure medication and now that's under control. Okay. Did you see a change in your weight prior to or post that blood pressure medication? Not that I noticed. Okay. Okay. And how about hair loss at that time? I did have some COVID shedding about four months after I had the COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to HPI and had some stimulating scalp treatments, and that, that really got the shedding under control. Oh, great. Okay, good. Well, we're so glad we were there to help you. <laughs> I was, too. I really was. Very relaxing, too. It's a great scalp massage. So then take us on. So that brings us up to last year. Um, you now have your blood pressure under control. And where are you today with your weight loss? So just... I had heard a lot about medicated or, um, I guess, doctor-managed weight loss. I just tried to, decided to try that. Um, and then semaglutide was suggested to me, and, and I've seen a lot of information uh, on social media and looked on, you know, I looked on the Internet, did some research on it, and I thought that it would be a good, good method to try. So started that in November. Um, about three weeks after that is when I noticed my hair started to fall out. Mm. I also had some family stress at the same time, but I, I'm not sure which, if it was one or both or just kind of a, a perfect storm of, of all of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to throw this in there, but I'll let Natalia finish. But I can only imagine that with the weight loss, um, the change in medication, um, working toward, you know, your job, your family, your son, that your diet suffered? Yes. Um, my, if I get busy, I don't eat. Also with the semaglutide, it it's a, does two things. It, it reduces your appetite and then it, it makes your stomach empty more slowly so that you stay full longer. And so especially the first two to three weeks, my nutrition was not so great. It was great that I wasn't hungry. It was, I had energy. I, I was getting a lot of things done, but I was not eating like I was supposed to. Um, around that time, I did some research on, because they give you a, a diet plan or at least suggestions when you, when you start the semaglutide and it, they had mentioned that you needed to prioritize the protein. So that was one of the things that I really started to do was because when you, you don't feel like eating, you want to make sure that when you do eat, you eat something that's, that's new, good and nutritious and has a lot of nutrition packed into it. Mm -hmm. Yes, and 
when people intentionally lose weight, like in your case, and regardless of you're on medication or not, and that's for our listeners, right? Um, when you start losing weight, people tend to not just cut on calories, but also on the amount of protein, vitamins and minerals they're eating. So when you mention um, the hair loss, hair loss is one of the signs that there's something going on inside your body, right? That's the first sign that you see in about three weeks. So when you cut back on calories, protein, you also cut back on biotin, zinc, vitamin C, vitamin A, iron, essential fatty acids. Those are all important for hair health, right? And we right. we also know that just just tracking the diet, just thinking about what you should be eating and should not be eating, it's it's put a, it puts a stress on your body, and that's a psychological stress. And research shows that just that by itself can cause hair loss. So you mentioned stress with family, you know, new medication, and this new diet, or basically lack of this. It all led to hair loss. The great thing is that by properly planning and managing your diet, you can not just reverse hair loss, but improve the texture and the growth of your hair, which we'll talk about during today's episode. Right. So now at this point, you started your semaglutide. Um, tell us a little bit about how that's how that's been going. And since you certainly are less hungry, you're eating less, as we mentioned, you know, it's important for our listeners to understand that at, at some point through this journey, the hair loss became much more acute. And you started with what we consider a telogen effluvium shed, which is where the hair is truly releasing um, all at one time or much of the hair. Usually it's a third um, if, you know, we compare apples to apples in the growth cycle. But in, and you said you noticed that at about three weeks. So tell us and the listeners, what is your diet like? I mean, what do you eat on a daily basis? And how has that changed from when you started your medication to where you are now? What, two and a half, two and a half months in? So I, I was always a morning eater. Um, I'm really not hungry in the morning anymore. I make sure to add collagen to my coffee so I can get a protein boost in the morning. Um, I don't really crave sweets anymore. It's, uh, I like salad. I like my vegetables. I like my meats, not even as much sweets anymore. It's, it's, a, it's a surprising to me what I have begun to prefer when I do eat. And so when I would get a, a salad that used to be a meal to me, now it looks like two meals to me. And, and it's not something that, um, I've purposely done. It's just that over the course of the last two to three months, my appetite has slowed down and what normally wouldn't fill me up unless it was, unless I ate the whole thing, I can only eat part of it now. But so when I eat, I'm trying to make sure that I eat my vegetables. I'm eating my, my good proteins. I'm eating some salads, um, trying to get those things in. Do you know how much protein you're eating a day? Do you have any idea? Because, I mean, you said you use a protein powder, right, in the morning. Mm -hmm. So how much protein is there? Do you know? Uh, there's 
I know that there's 11 grams in the scoop of collagen that I use in the morning. I also will try uh, to drink like a protein shake on the way home. Um, and it has 30 grams in it. Other than that, I'm not sure how much mm. I'm getting out of the, the regular food that I eat. Okay. Mm -hmm. We need to make sure that you're getting 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal. And and that's a general guideline to know exactly how much your body needs. Take your weight in pounds and multiply by 0.36. And that will give you a good ballpark of how many grams of protein you would need. And that's uh, that also applies to all of the, our listeners. And you also ask what I don't really know what would be the best diet, right? Because this medication is pretty new. So we don't really know which diet is best for this kind of weight loss when you're on medication. And unfortunately, there's no best diet for weight loss, but or it doesn't have a name. But what the attributes you would want to look for is that diet needs to be high in protein, moderate amount of healthy fats, and plenty of anti-inflammatory foods like fruits and vegetables, whole grains, fiber, of course, and plenty of fluid, right? Um, so like I mentioned, 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal. And I think one of the best ways to get that much protein per meal is meal planning or meal prepping. And for somebody like you that cannot eat as much as you used to at mealtime, I think it's going to be the most important factor um, when it comes to making sure you get all the nutrients is meal planning, is actually sitting down and either, you know, working with a registered dietitian to create a meal plan or sitting down and writing out exactly what are you going to eat, let's say for next three days to make sure if you're not, for example, if you're not hitting your, I don't know, vitamin A goal on day one, make sure you increase that intake on day two. And that's where that's why you, ha you have to plan because you don't have to hit 100% of your goal every day, right? This is kind of impossible because we want to make sure you add variety of foods. But overall, in the three day, seven day period, make sure you get all those nutrients in. Great point, Natalia. Um, you know, since this is Thyroid Hair Loss Connection podcast. Let's talk about your thyroid now. So I know that you are under medical advice and care. And um, I think you had shared your thyroid labs with Natalia. During this, this, you know, weight loss, just let's stay within the last year, right? Um, and then obviously changing your medication, starting in the semaglutide, the hair loss happened with COVID, with the telogen shed last year. Now it's happening again um, due to the, you know, this weight loss and this change in, in diet and probably lack of protein and proper vegetables and nutrients for the hair as well as the body. What's going on with your thyroid? So one of the things that I looked at over the over time because it didn't matter how active I was. I've, I've worked in landscaping. I've worked in, in retail, been busy on my feet all day and would still have issues with weight. Um, so that was one of the things that I thought might have been an issue. But when I've had them tested, the doctors told me that they were low normal, fine, or they were fine. Mm -hmm. And 
since we're talking about lab work, so we understand that your thyroid is working great, which is fantastic. Now, you mentioned before that your vitamin D levels and calcium were below optimal. And we know that low levels of vitamin D may correlate with unintentional weight gain. So if you have been deficient your whole life, that inability to lose weight easily was probably, you know, maybe vitamin D. It wasn't the reason behind it, but at least it was one of the factors. So now by replenishing your vitamin D levels, I think it will help you um, lose the weight even faster or more easier, I guess. Mm -hmm. That would be nice. Um, And so... You had talked to Adrian about um, your weight loss journey, sure. And then um, during the COVID shed that you had come to our clinic, HPI Hair Partners, to have the stimulating scalp treatments to help re-stimulate those, the blood flow certainly, and get the oxygen moving. And as we know, and we've talked about so much, is that your hair is truly a a cell. And so our hair, skin, and our nails have to be fed and have to be nourished. And because they are a non-essential organ in our body, sometimes they get cared for last, right? And so I think, you know, we've talked a lot about the weight loss journey and the hair loss, but I think the issue really comes down to two is where are you now? So you experienced this hair loss about 30 days ago, I, I recall. Is that correct? Uh, it was about six six weeks ago. Okay. So around that time, yes. That's right. And I think you had also mentioned to me that you had had a lot of personal stress at that time as well. And so what has happened and what has your protocol, your hair loss treatment protocol been, just so that helps our listeners understand what you've done since you came back to HPI six weeks ago with this particular hair shedding and this telogen effluvium again? Sure. Um, So I, I learned before that you need to wash your hair every day. So I definitely Amen. went back to make, making sure I was washing my hair every day. Also, uh, and, and that that really did help. Another thing is I had a treatment with the, the TED treatment at HPI about two weeks ago. And it, it not painful, really surprised. Suddenly I had no shedding and I have not had any shedding out of all of the things that I've done and tried. I was really amazed at how quickly that stopped the shedding. That's great. So I'm not going to dive in too far into this treatment because it were, this episode is about you and your journey. But um, TED is really, it's a, just an acronym for Trans Epidermal Delivery System. And the system is used in similarly uh, with an ultrasound type device with an air pressured sensation. And then we then allow um, a very strong, potent growth factor to then be pushed into the follicle. So therefore, any of the hairs that we're in that shedding and that telogen phase. Our goal is, and our prayer is, is certainly is to make sure that we keep those hairs in the growing phase so that they don't move into that dormant phase and then to then the shed or the telogen phase. So I'm excited um, that you've had this great opportunity and, and, you know, this shedding has slowed down for sure. Definitely you mentioned shampooing daily, and that's really important, um, and making sure that you keep up the stimulation on the scalp. 
But I also think for you, too, um, the points that Natalia has shared regarding what you can do with your diet and how you can truly make a difference in your skin, your hair, and your nails, right, is supporting how you're eating and what you're eating. Um, tell us and tell our listeners from from when you started on the semaglutide and this change in diet and, and your your regular meals, how much weight have you lost and and how are you treating yourself with this medication? I've lost 25 pounds, um, which is great because any diet I had done before, I might lose around 15 and then it would stop from there. So this is nice that I've actually gotten past that, that mark 15 pounds. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm glad that I'm here today because that, that's one of the things that I was wondering because I still, whether I'm using this medication or trying something else, I still have a lot of weight to lose. And so I, it's important for me and I'm sure a lot of people to know what they need to do to minimize the hair loss that can come with losing a lot of weight. I want to mention something you know, for our listeners and for you just to keep in the back of your head, you know, you've been struggling with weight gain and ability to lose for many, many years, a couple of decades, right? And yes, I understand their, their urgency to lose weight fast, but the faster you lose this weight, the more nutrient deficiencies you possibly you'll develop or even, you know, other side effects uh, that come with medication or even without. So, I, I really urge you to to do your best to to get to your goal weight as normal or as slow as possible. Imagine if you if you were not on medication, you would be losing about three to four pounds, well about I'd say two and a half, three to three pounds a week, just because um, the more weight you have, the faster you're gonna lose it, right? So I think that should be set a set a goal. Don't just you know, stop eating and lose weight drastically because then like we're going to lose the the hair health or the the growth cycle and everything. So um, I think, yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, we shouldn't we shouldn't lose weight too fast, too much, even when you're on medication. Mm -hmm. Very good point. Very good point. And Adrian, we talked about your thyroid a moment ago, but when was the last time that you actually had your labs run? September. Last year. And yes. is that when that you were slightly deficient in vitamin D? Yes. Okay. And so... I also, and since then I have started a, uh, I've gone to HPI for the monthly uh, vitamin D shot and that's... I can tell a difference within a day or two of that, that, how much more energy I have. Okay. And were there other trace metals and minerals that you were deficient in from the labs? Uh, my vitamin D was below normal and so was my calcium was below uh, normal. Okay. And then optimal level wise, did um, have uh, did you notice if some of your trace metals and minerals, such as your zinc, your iron, your ferritin, magnesium, copper, were any of those on the low side of normal? I think my zinc was a little on the low side. B12 was fine. I don't remember on the copper. 
Okay. No, no. And it's no problem at all. It's just something that I think is helpful for the listeners because those amino acids, those trace metals and minerals are so key to um, hair growth and support from a cellular growth side. So the other thing I think that would be recommended for you at this point that might help with the same areas that Natalia is speaking of is perhaps even some very targeted um, IV infusions, um, perhaps biweekly or monthly, just to help you keep those levels in balance and keep those on the high side, especially for your hair growth while you're undergoing any medical management for your weight. Um, and who knows, maybe that would help as well on um, your, you know, your energy level and, and the weight that you're able to drop and shed. And we hope that you continue on that journey because it sounds like it's very fulfilling and it's been rewarding for you. Well, thank you. And, and you're right. Very good point. Also, I think I think the um, infusions or even the injections sometimes work better because I had been on vitamin D supplements on the past, and it was a little surprising to me when my, my blood levels were so low. So I'm wondering, I have, I have a good probiotic that I'm taking now, but I wonder if there was an issue with absorption was part of the reason that my D and calcium were so low. Mm-hmm. So the IV or the injection might work better than actually just taking a supplement. Most definitely. And then, you know, we talk a lot about the quality of the supplement and making sure that if you're taking a supplement that it is a high-grade supplement and then it's it's in a powder form, right, so that it does break down and get into your bloodstream as quickly as possible. Adrian, thank you so much for sharing your journey. And can you kind of summarize maybe top three uh, approaches, suggestions, suggestions for our listeners that they can implement if they're either already on their weight loss journey or they're thinking about getting on it. Sure. Um, be, be proactive. So one, if you find that you are filling up the drain in your shower every time you wash your hair, you need to go ahead and do something about it. Um, if you're starting a weight loss program, you probably want to go see your doctor and get your labs run ahead of time. Mm. See where you are as a baseline and you can compare that as you're going on your journey. Uh, you may find that you need either from your labs or just to be proactive, you might want to make an appointment with your dietitian and make sure that you've got a good medical plan or eating plan as you're going through this diet so that you're losing safely and with good nutrition. Um, if you get to the point and you're still losing that hair, your, your doctor can't always help. You may need to come see a trichologist and somebody who actually has the time to spend with you and, and figure out what's going on and help to help you to stop the shedding. Wonderful tips. Well, and again, we are just so grateful that you took a part of your day today to be with us. And we know how much the listeners are really going to appreciate um, you sharing your exciting, hopeful story. And you know that we're going to be in there rooting for you as well. So thanks again, Adrian, and, and have a wonderful day. We appreciate it. And listeners, we're excited to um, always come to you with a new episode of, of great information. And we hope that today's episode regarding hair loss and all the contributing factors and causes uh, has been helpful. And as we always say, make it a great hair day. Bye-bye.